the future of photography. Hello there, mate. Can I tell you a story? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, if you so, have to. So, <laughs> settle in, listeners. Get a cup of cocoa or something like that. It's a very short story, though, actually. So here it goes. Uh, once upon a time, a man called Steve invented a new camera. It was quite small, and he only had room for one lens. He chose one a little bit wide, but not properly wide. But then a strange thing happened. For the next 10 years, most new cameras that were made in the whole world had basically the same lens. Now that's a little bit oh, of a that, riddle. That was it, okay. <laughs> that was it. That was a little bit of a riddle, but I'm sure you can um I'm sure you can tell me the answer <laughs> to this riddle. I totally deciphered it. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let, let me try to be let me put my smart hat on. Um the band called Steve is Steve Jobs. Clearly. <laughs> and you said he could like he invented a new camera. He did. He uh, did. Well, sort of, right? Everyone, he, he, he put a camera in every, everyone's pocket. Um, and I'm not talking about everyone who has an iPhone, but in, uh, in, in, in going along the same lines, everyone else has made the same kind of thing. So everyone now has a, a camera in their pocket. It is. And, and you know, you, that's are actually a really good way of looking at it. We are talking about for smartphones, yes, and then wait, as, wait. As, as we often do. And your, con your story continues. It was quite small and he only had room for one lens. Yeah, that is a smartphone. And he chose one a little bit wide, but not properly wide. And for the next 10 years, every camera had the same lens? Pretty much, I think. I mean, so, yeah, now, now, now it you is will, clearly, you will clearly have a made-up story. You have a lot of nerds going, wait, but I have a 24 to 105 lens on my DSLR, and what are you talking about? Okay, all right, let's 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 do this by the numbers. Okay, so um, uh, actually, no, just just before that, I mean, this is clearly a, a totally made-up story, but it's sort of true. I did have a phone uh, camera, a cam camera with a phone. No, a phone with a camera. Well, I did well, which have, way uh, around is it? I'm not entirely sure. Back then, I'm pretty sure though, in the early 2000s, it was a phone that happened to have a camera. I remember having a little tiny candy bar Sony phone. Um, uh, a, a long time ago from 2005 or something like that. Um, and, and that had a camera on it. And, uh, you know, uh, others did. And so Sony were the leading company in those days for, for phones with cameras. Um, but let, let me give you some insight into why I've written this little story. Um, the, the, the world has changed in terms of our field of view, I think, or our focal length. <laughs> and that is, so maybe this is a hypothesis I'm testing with you and with our listeners today. Do, does anybody agree with me? Yeah, way back, way, 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 way back, or as, as far back as the, the early 90s or the 80s or the 70s, if you bought a camera, it would come with a kit lens, as they often do. Um, and in those days, a kit lens more than likely would be a fast 50 mil. The nifty 50. Yeah. Usually somewhat plasticky, but fast. So it lets a lot of light in, a oh. great normal field of view, and probably some pretty good glass um, and not expensive to manufacture. I, I remember, okay, I'm giving away my age here, but I remember in the 80s when I bought my first SLR, uh, Minolta, and it came with a 50 millimeter and it was very well built. It was a metal casing around it. It was like 
almost indestructible, and I used that for the longest time. Yeah, um, and that was th that was normal. Sometimes it was called normal. Uh, most often, it was called normal because it approximated the the human field of view. I, mean, I, th I think I understand, and I, I'm no biologist, but I think I understand that 50 millimeters is actually a little bit narrow for the real for, for a human field of view, and the human well, field of view is is more like 40 to 45. But would you would you, would you uh, can can I can I take you on a little on a little side track here for a minute? Sure. Because I've, I've I've researched this for the wide angle book and oh, okay <laughs> and, and 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 yes people people will tell you that the 50 is like like we see the world with our own eyes and it's very similar to that and it's true and it's wrong at the same time because you have uh, a field the field of view the angle of view that you see with your eyes is about 180 degrees like if put your arms to the left and the right wiggle your fingers and bring them in and then at one point you will see that. I cannot quite see 180 degrees, but I, I get motion there at like 170, 165. Mm -hmm. So the, the angle of view of a 50 millimeter lens is like 40 something degrees. So it's yes. vastly different, vastly different. Um, but what is very similar is how they represent depth, the proportions of things as they progress into the distance. Like... You know, when you put on a wide-angle lens, the close things look very big compared to the far things. So it kind of makes it look much, much further away, the stuff yes. that's away. Uh, and then if you put a telephoto lens on, the things... It, usually the, the term is to com it compresses the depth. So you have things at different distances from the camera be almost the same size. And the the 50 is in the middle, and that's also where our eyes are in terms of depth, but not in terms of width. So those are those are the differences. But you're totally right with with uh, with the way we see distance and things uh, size up in the distance. Our eyes are very similar to the 50. Do you know what? I should get a copy of that book. It sounds like it might be quite interesting. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 talk to the publisher to say <laughs> no. I'm happy to pay. It's okay. <laughs> Okay, so um, that, that actually, yeah, that, I, I didn't know that. Thank you. That's really interesting because <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that level of detail about it. Um, but but coming come back to the story, um, for the next 10 years, most new cameras had basically the same lens. So, you know, uh, here I'm drawing on, you know, things like every year, you know, Flickr publishes statistics about the cameras that are used to take photos that are uploaded to Flickr and stuff like that. And for the longest time, it's been smartphones that take the majority of pictures. Um, and so actually, um, and of course, the smartphone market in terms of unit sales is far bigger than the camera market. And it's 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 eaten, chewed up and spat out the point and shoot camera market. Um, uh, and the world has changed for manufacturers of, of pure cameras. Um, so I, I put it to you, sir, that there is a new normal the new normal being, broadly speaking, an equivalent of 28 millimeters as a focal length. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with you on that. I have seen, well, so looking, looking at the iPhone, because that was the first, what we now call like proper smartphones, the first slab shaped one. Oh, I um, can hear the emails arriving already on that Oh yeah, one. that's fine. That's fine. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take those. Send them to me, chris at chrismarkwart.com. I'm fine. <laughs> no, but, but no, but the iPhone is the one that, that kicked that off. Okay. I mean, that's pretty clear. It kicked off a whole new way of making phones of what, what they look like, what they operate like. They, 
they, they drop the buttons and everything and you might like this or not but that's the way things are right now and they put a camera in uh what was the first iphone two megapixels i mean and that did that did not have that wide angle they, they approached it over time It was much, much narrower in the beginning. But then, uh, yeah, over time, it started to to come to around 30, 28 millimeters. And that is a focal length that you will also see in some other cameras, like the, some, some of the fixed lens cameras that go, okay, we'll do something around 30 millimeters equivalent. Or we'll do... Um, it's a reportage Focal it is. It, it is. is. It you is know, the really classical reportage focal length. So it is not a new invention to use that as a kind of all-purpose one. It used to be the 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 one thing that photojournalists would have on their cameras, or uh, um, that manufacturers put on Zeiss. Uh, we talked. We talked about the Zeiss ZX1 that's been announced. Uh, Full-frame mirrorless fixed lens, thirty millimeters. So, or, or is it thirty-five? But in that range, you know. <laughs> So I think I think that particular one is 35 if I remember correctly but I'm not sure. So, so it it is interesting isn't it because it's both new and and not new. But um I I, I think I it's th this whole thing about 28 mm equivalent there's it, there's even now new cameras that, you know uh, launched this year um that that have this as their their basic lens now we live in an age of digital cameras and of course these cameras also come with a, a crop that takes you to an equivalent of 35 mil and then an equivalent of 50 mil um but yeah you're not going to yeah that what you were talking about of course um just before about the way that um thing you know things in in the background are rendered relative to things in the foreground um that's that's not going to be compensated for just by a crop it's still going to be different um and uh well i i think you know Uh, I don't, let, let me ask you this question: do, do you like that field of view that and that perspective that a twenty-eight millimeter gives you? Oh, I'm totally on board here. I'm, and it's it's not because I shoot with an iPhone when I shoot with a smartphone. Uh, it is because I've always been ten, tending towards the slightly wider. I like the normal focal length on the full frame. I like my fifty millimeters because. Again, it shows the world around us very similar to what we see with the eye, at least from a depth perception point of view. But the, a bit wider sometimes is helpful. You need a bit more space without it get going too far into the wide angle because the moment you, you, you really dip over the, let's say, the 25 millimeter boundary, that's not a firm boundary, but for me it kind of is. The moment you go wider than that, you end up having... Um, you end up distorting that depth and then things that that you can clearly see with your eye in the distance will kind of start disappearing in the distance when you photograph them we, we had this <laughs> again sorry i have to come back to the wide angle this is not planned this is not planned for me to talk about the wide <laughs> angle book but there's one example in there where um john monica and i john is a good friend uh, who we we went to hike Uh, up to the base camp of Mount Everest back in 2009 and then uh, after that as well and we stand on this ground with Mount Everest behind us the, the tallest mountain in the world <laughs> and <clears throat> it's a group shot it's John, Monica, myself and Mount Everest 
And <laughs> when we when we when we framed this first, or someone shot it for us, um, the focal length was too wide. And what happened is that the three of us were clearly visible in the shot, but Mount Everest kind of disappeared into the distance. It was so tiny that you didn't have this idea that oh, this is a tall mountain. And we had to change to a longer focal length, and the person taking the photo had to go further back to kind of even out that size difference a bit <laughs> so that you could at least recognize that it is Mount Everest. So the, 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 you have this boundary somewhere, I think around 25 millimeters, where things start to get a bit difficult um, if you have things in the frame that are at very different distances. Okay, I thought you were going to say you get this. You get slightly more challenging as you hit around twenty five thousand feet, but <laughs> that doesn't have to do anything to do with elevation. I, 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 I do consider, though, I think, and I, I think most people would agree with me that taking a photograph of Mount Everest is a niche use case. <laughs> but, 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 it, it, but your point the same is well made. Can happen if you have a building in the background or yes. stuff that I mean, yeah. Uh, Everett okay, is an extreme indeed. example for sure. No, your your point is well made. Your point is well made. <laughs> and and it's interesting, isn't it? Because it works for you, clearly. And the way you've just talked about it and the way you've just described it, clearly it works for you. Um, it doesn't work for me. I really struggle at 28. Um, and I'm, I'm all right down at 24 or, or 20. Um, and and I'm, I'm more or less okay from 35 upwards. Um, but uh, for me, the 28 thing is neither one thing nor the other. And, uh, and I find it really hard to deal with. And, and yet it's, it's the field of view that is most influential in, the, in photography across the world today. And, uh, uh, and yet it's one that I can't get to grips with at all. <laughs> so it, but, but, there are, but then do again, you, use cases are very interesting. Do, so do, you, th do you think it just doesn't make a, enough of a statement? Oh, that's a good question. Um, because yeah, because yeah. wide angle, if you go wider angle, it clearly makes a statement. It is very recognizable wide angle. And if you go longer telephoto paparazzi style shots from further away also make a clear statement of the intent of the photographer and the 28 30 millimeters is kind of yeah it's kind of in between yeah and i think i find that a little bit right the way up to 35 actually as well um no i mean i i, I tend to shoot with prime lenses rather than zooms by choice um and i gravitate towards equivalents of 24 50 and 85 basically mm. Um, and, and I know that's a very, that's a fairly standard way of looking at the world. Um, but, uh, but that's, that's, uh, that, that's kind of where I'm at. And I do have some zoom lenses. Um, I don't always use primes. I do have, um, wider stuff and longer stuff than that. But, uh, but, you know, if I'm packing a small kit to go somewhere, it'll be 24 and 50. And if I think I'm going to need to take some portraits or, or, or a little bit more reach because of what I'm shooting, I'll take an 85. And then beyond that, I'm into lenses I use less often, but it's, uh, it, it is, I mean, I, I, I think, well, you have to you have to consider maybe not photography as art at this po point, but photography is a numbers game. I, I think twenty eight probably is the new normal. Um, I, I struggle with it. I, I wonder how many other people are struggling with it, even though maybe you know they're, they're not in enthusiastic hobbyist photographers. They're just trying to take good photos with their phones, and I'm, I wonder what else are the options. 
Um, now, now we, I'd like to consider video here as well, because actually I find I personally shoot slightly wider lenses when I'm shooting for video. And I think primarily that's because I do like to have a fairly, um, a, a fairly wide aspect ratio. I tend to prefer to shoot videos not at 16 by 9, but to shoot them for something above 2 to 1. You know, something more in the cinematic range of aspect ratios or, or you know, the, the currently popular cinematic range. You know, 2.3, 2.4, 2. I don't often go all the way up to 2.8 to 1, but, you know, quite a wide aspect ratio. And I find it's useful to have... Uh, it's useful to have a wider lens at that point uh, for exactly the same reasons you were talking about before. If you want to set some context for something, you've only got a small amount of vertical height to do that. And then, so, so actually it's helpful if you shoot with a lens that squishes the things in the background to be a more usable height. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, why it's a very works. pragmatic approach, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, 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 well, it has to be because, you know, and, and again, you know, um, you mentioned about buildings and we had a, a, a family trip. Uh, was it last year? Yeah, I think last year we had a family trip to New York and, and I chose to shoot a, a video because it was a, you know, a, a family trip. Um, and, and I was shooting quite wide at that point because I wanted to make sure I had some of New York in it, uh, which, as I'm sure you're aware, because you've been there recently, is a fairly vertical kind of town. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, you hold, you hold the camera in vertical uh, position a lot. Yes. I, I, I can't quite bring myself to shoot video vertically. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking speaking of uh, the 30 or 28-ish uh, range being the new normal, um, it, it used to be the 50 as we, as we uh, established. Um, there's an interview in the New York Times with uh, Henri Cartier-Bresson, the one Ooh, of the, okay. one of the founders of the Magnum Agency and uh, very very iconic street photographer. And uh, he was shot with a fifty, I think, most of the time. <clears> he? he was asked why the fifty millimeter lens, and let let me let me read his answer because I, it it shows how things have changed over time. Um, in his thoughts, he, he answers, it corresponds to a certain vision and at the same time has enough depth of focus, a thing you don't have in longer lenses. I worked with a 90. It cuts much of the foreground if you take a landscape, but if people are running at you, there is no depth of focus. The 35 is splendid when needed, but extremely difficult to use if you want precision in composition. There are too many elements and something is always in the wrong place. It is a beautiful lens at times when need when needed by what you see, but very often it is used by people who want to shout because you have a distortion, you have somebody in the <laughs> foreground and it gives an effect, but I don't like effects. There is something aggressive and I don't like that because when you shout, it is usually because you are short of arguments. Ooh. <laughs> so he had a very, very clear stance on the wider focal lengths. And uh, and it does, yeah, it is a bit of an effect because the wider you go, the more, again, distorted that depth perception gets. And that's what he's referring to, I'm sure. So uh, he doesn't like that. He, the 50 is much more normal. And, and he's clearly a fan of that. So, uh, yeah, I, f I found this interesting because, of course, now that changes. But it kind of used to be... Uh, at least for Cartier-Bresson, who I who I have a very high opinion of, um, it is was clearly not the right thing to do. So yeah, well there you go. Um, uh, I, you can't argue with Cartier-Bresson. <laughs> well, yes, you can. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, of course, you can. But you're right. I mean, yeah, you know, he, uh, you know, 
uh, whatever you think of, of his uh, of his imagery, um, clearly a, a very accomplished person. Um, yes. And and I know that I, actually I have on a bookshelf somewhere uh, a biography uh, of Cartier Bresson. Um, and I, I know, for example, that uh, uh, as a younger man, um, before he studied photography or became a photographer, he studied art and painting. Oh, he went back to that. He is a painter. He was a painter first and foremost. Photography, I think, he always viewed as a bit of a side thing. Uh, yeah. So it's um, it, 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 he he clearly had. Um, uh, formal training in in the aesthetic uh, uh which which clearly uh, well I, I don't benefit from but <laughs> i've never had any training like that but but uh no it it, it is interesting and i i'm kind of with him because I, I i do pick up a a 50 mil by choice um you for, for most things um and and then you know it's only when i think i might be shooting something different that i i would go for uh, a, a different focal length and although sometimes i do it just to you know to mix and match things mix, mix it up a bit so um, okay, so so according to Cartier-Bresson, then pretty much everybody that takes a photograph these days is shouting about something, but they don't quite know what. <laughs> if, if they don't use the the sacred fifty, yes. Well, of course, your phone now. You've got a new phone, haven't you? And your phone has a fifty mil in it, doesn't it? Uh, the iPhone XR. Oh I no! Yeah. Oh no! Because you got the XR. All right. So you've only got a one camera lens. Uh, one camera. It's phone. only one camera. I didn't go for the big, bigger, more expensive models. I chose the. The lowest, uh, the lowest version, which, which with the best battery, but it has only one camera, um, one main camera, and I think that is again around that twenty-eight something. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so uh, I'm just looking is, it is up. It the yeah, same 20, one in 20 the millimeters, phones? twenty-eight millimeters equivalent, which in fact, given the sensor size, is like four point something millimeters actually. But oh yes, that's yes, a different it's, it's, discussion. Yes, it's actually not not actually twenty eight. MME is the new abbreviation that I see a lot on the internet. MME, which is MME mil, millimeter equivalent. Oh, okay. Mm. So, so it's a, it's a twenty eight mil MME, a twenty eight MME millimeter equivalent. Okay. Um, and uh, okay, so so so, Mister Author, and and having studied this stuff, <laughs> can you tell me? <laughs> Because I've spot, always wondered okay? this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no pressure here, mate. No pressure. Can you tell me why it is that we refer to focal lengths rather than angles of view? Because angles of view makes so much more sense to me. Yeah, I would totally go with angles of view because the focal length doesn't make uh, only makes sense if you stay within the same frame of reference, as in the same size of sensor. If you have, uh, you know, that a ninety millimeter lens is a is a nice nice portrait focal length a longish lens unless you put it on a large format camera and then it becomes a pretty decent wide angle so yeah the angle of view is always has always always has to be seen in conjunction with the size of the film or the sensor uh so and, and the equivalent always refers to the 35 millimeter format because that's the one that was around the longest and it's a big source of confusion for sure <laughs> okay well there we go there's another little insight there thanks so um okay i think this is all i have to say really about uh about 28 yeah uh, i've decided that we call this show 28 level hate 
Okay, perfect. Sounds sounds like you and I might fall on on different uh, sides of that equation. Although although deliberately that's uh, that it, uh, I've used the word hate because it rhymes with twenty eight, not because I think that there's a particularly strong opinion. There, it's clickbait. But, yeah. It's clickbait. Is it? Oh, I, okay. Well, maybe I'm a natural clickbait author then. <laughs> yes, uh, maybe, maybe I should take up writing headlines or something for YouTube. But it's but the. Yeah, I, I don't, I have to say, although uh, I don't get on with it, I don't hate 28. I, I just don't, it just makes me, it makes my life as a, trying to be a photographer harder um, because it's not something that gels. Give me a 24 or, or a 50 and, and yeah, I'm happy. That that middle ground I really struggle with. And maybe may, maybe that's something I have in common with Cartier-Bresson then, if I may be so bold. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 put a word in for you with Apple. Maybe they'll they'll come around and make it twenty four. I would yeah. love twenty four. I'm a happy, I'm a fan of twenty four too. Yeah. <sighs> well, there we go. There we go. I don't know if this means anything for the future of photography. Have you got any insight on that? <laughs> no, it's what we what we're dealing with most of the time right now. It's it's just what it is. Yes, it may, it, it may not impact the aesthetic too much, but it certainly um, certainly is the is the lens that most people are shooting with right now. I wonder when that will change. Oh well, I guess it depends on what lenses we get in our phones in the future. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this up and be back in a week with a little travel report. Until then, oh yeah, okay, you. cool. See you then. been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Hold up. 